Welcome back, guys, to another week of Box Score Sports. I'm your host, Brad Betke, and this is episode 25 of the Box Score Sports Podcast. Uh, a little song we can ride into. Me and bro with a vibe or two. Uh, doing shit that I'm not into. To the beat that I'm not into. A little bit of guidance. Getting rough, but we never really fight in. And these words in my mind could have ride in. Had to learn that this ain't over. Okay. I like it. A little song we can ride into. Me and bro with a vibe or two. I fly like the Emirates. Try to be smooth when I'm talking my shit, but my flow is so ignorant. Niggas not getting it like my Antandras. I can stack it and slow and then double it, speed of this shit. I can triple it. Whatever I do. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Box Score Sports Podcast. We're up to number 25, quarter of a century episodes of the podcast. I appreciate the love, loyalty, and support of the show go ahead jump right into it into the nba playoffs a little bit further into the round here and every single series is at a 3-2 score i will say i was wrong on a few of these that's fine but i would say a few teams surprised me like dallas they surprised me for last and philly surprised me for even winning two games at that but we'll get into it real quick. Philly and Dallas, Phoenix, or I'm sorry, Phoenix and Dallas. Phoenix is up 3-2. Miami and Philly, Miami up 3-2. Golden State and Memphis, Golden State's up 3-2. And Milwaukee and Boston, Milwaukee's up 3-2. Real quick, just to touch on each team, what I think is the most important thing to address right now at this point in the series. For the Phoenix Suns, they're still shooting better everywhere than the Dallas Mavericks. You look at this last game, they shot better from the field, three, and free throws. That kind of shit matters. It comes down to it, those are the things that win the games, is having the better percentages from the field. So, Luka can't do it all himself. Needs some help. So, they need to figure that out, like I was talking about before in last week's episode. It's not good to have one guy leading all your categories, and I don't see any change here. So, I still think that Phoenix beats Dallas. I just don't think Dallas has what it takes to really push back. Moving on to Miami and Philly. Miami's been playing real well, man, but I'll tell you who hasn't been. James Harden. I'll do it again. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who this is. This is not the James Harden that I hear so much about and have seen in the past. What happened to him? This is supposed to be his best years. He's supposed to win a ring. And then this last game, Joel Embiid, what is that performance? Five rebounds? You're supposed to win MVP. You were supposed to win MVP. You don't win MVP by getting five rebounds in a game like this. You need 10-plus every game. You're the center on the team. You're the big man. Five rebounds. That's why Jokic won, personally. You ain't got that it factor. Mr. Jokic do. On to Memphis and Golden State. I don't think Memphis is out of this one yet. The John Morant knee injury, tragic. The kid was having a crazy postseason season in general. He was having an unbelievable year. Real quick, I want to touch on something I've been seeing on the internet. Uh, John Morant won most improved player this season. And he was getting a lot of hate because he was a... Uh, Lottery draft pick when he was drafted, and he was doing pretty well. And that he isn't the most deserving of most improved player. But y'all got to understand, 
he made the jump from a star in the league to superstar. The jump between those titles is substantial, especially for someone as young as he is. You look at players like Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, John Morant, Trey Young. They run in the league, and they're under 25. That's unbelievable that these kids are doing that at this age. As soon as your Kevin Durant's and Kyrie's and Steph's retire, who's going to be running the league? These guys. They borderline already are. I mean, shoot, Jason Tatum knocked both Kevin Durant and Kyrie out the playoffs, so I think that speaks on its own. So, I personally do believe that John Morant deserved most improved player. You got to look at the award and the player as an individual. You got to look at where you were a year last year to where you are now, what changed. And I think that John Morant made that next step. I think he stepped up and showed that not only does he belong in this league, but he belongs as a serious he deserves serious attention. Couldn't really find my wording there. He he deserves to have eyes on him at all times. He's a showstopper. John Moran is that guy. And he's been he proved it until this tragic knee injury. He was proving it. So I just want to push that away real quick. I don't know why so many people are hating on John Morant. He deserved it, if you ask me. And it's as simple as that. But anyway. I I think that Memphis is not out of it yet. I think that they're doing better despite Ja being injured than people expected them to. You look at these last couple games, Tyus Jones, man, he's stepped up. The whole team has in general, but Tyus Jones, we haven't heard that name since his years at Duke. He was pretty quiet in Minnesota and bounced here and there, but he's he, he's he's stepping up, man. For somebody of his role, 19-24, he's doing his job, and then some. He's having that 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 Jordan Poole impact. Now, I know Jordan Poole's dropping 30 and stuff like that, but still. Tyus Jones is not a guy that you would have expected to do this looking at his previous seasons. He's stepping up to the plate. He's showing that he can fill that void, so... I don't think Memphis is out of it yet. I don't think you can count them out. You got a lot of guys on that court that could drop 20. You look at their other game. They had like five guys with 20, and they whooped Golden State. If they get that good chemistry, that good momentum, they can win it. Simple as that. And then you look at the the last series, Milwaukee and Boston. Milwaukee's already up 3-2, and news came out that Chris Middleton is getting close to being healthy. From his knee injury. Personally, you ask me, Chris Middleton's healthy. They could win it all again, man. Because Milwaukee's already a bad team, man. Boston is one of the best defensive teams in the league right now. Especially in these playoffs. They've been playing outstanding defense overall. And for Milwaukee to come in day in, day out, and be putting up consistent numbers... You know, they're both good defensive teams. I think Boston's a better defensive team, but Milwaukee's been coming out putting up good numbers, and they're missing their second-best scorer. Chris Middleton is is nice, especially in the playoffs. He's been consistently good in the playoffs for the last handful of seasons. So if he comes back healthy, I'm taking Milwaukee. Simple as that. 
that's really about it for the NBA. I didn't want to spend too much time on it because of how much time I spent on it last week. So uh, we're jumping into the NHL playoffs. Going to spend a little more time on this this week than I did last week. So real quick, just to update on the series. Kind of the same thing as the NBA. Other than one of the series, every other series is 3-2. So to start it, the Colorado Avalanche swept Nashville Predators 4-0. Clean sweep. The Carolina Hurricanes are up 3-2 on the Boston Bruins. The Toronto Maple Leafs are up 3-2 on the Tampa Bay Lightning. St. Louis Blues are up 3-2 on the Minnesota Wild. The Los Angeles Kings are up 3-2 on Edmonton. Pittsburgh Penguins are up 3-2 on the Rangers of New York. The Florida Panthers are up 3-2 on the Washington Capitals. And the Calgary Flames are up 3-2 on the Dallas Stars. I just want to go into each... Series kind of the way I just did for the NBA and go to a little more detail about my opinion on their current situations. Colorado was the one seed going in. So I wouldn't say that it's not a surprise that they beat Nashville and swept them. I do. I think I did expect Nashville to win at least one or two, considering they do really have a couple talented guys. Um, not a lot of people are willing to admit that. But Colorado is just one of the better teams in the league. They're better all around. And that's why they swept. But despite the sweep, they're still not my favorites to win the cup. And I'll get into who my favorite is later on. Next series. Despite the series lead, Boston Bruins are the favorites to win at home at the TD Garden against the Carolina Hurricanes. I personally don't agree with that. I think Carolina takes it here, closes the series out 4-2. On to the next series, Toronto and Tampa. I think that this series goes to game seven. Because you look at the game so far, it's been so lopsided. You know, 5-1-1 game, 5-2 the next game, 5-3, 5-1. Like, it's so lopsided. The games have been so back and forth. I think that because Tampa's at home that they're going to win this game. And then it's going to go to game seven. I, it's hard for me to pick who could win because I want to pick Toronto, but... If you would have asked me last year when they were up 3-1 against Montreal, I would have said absolutely Toronto. So I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know that I fully trust Toronto yet. Tampa is back-to-back reigning uh, Stanley Cup champions. This is a position that they haven't been in in the last two seasons is uh, being down 2-3. So I will say that Toronto's definitely applying that pressure, but it's hard for me to pick a, a winner for the reasons I just said. In the next series, St. Louis and Minnesota, Tarasenko has been having a bit of a scoring drought uh, the first handful of games. He only had one goal in four games, and for him being one of the best players on the team, that's unlike him. But he did make up for it in this last game, had a hat trick to give St. Louis the lead in the series. It was a great game by Tarasenko. Uh, hopefully he can keep those kind of things up because personally, without that kind of gameplay from him, which is what St. Louis is usually used to. Uh, I think Minnesota takes the series, personally. Moving on to the LA Kings and Edmonton. I think that the biggest thing here is that Edmonton needs a lot more consistency on defense because if they were able to be as consistent on defense as they are on offense, they would be one of the best teams in the league. Obviously, you got the unstoppable pair of Dreisaitl and McDavid. Not to mention help from players like Zach Hyman, which they got from the Toronto, by the way. 
They have a very dangerous offensive presence. I think one of those three guys are going to score at least every game. This last game, both Dreisaitl and McDavid scored, just to prove my point, combined for three goals. So if they can find a way to build up a little more consistency on defense, then they'd be able to flip the script on the Kings and potentially win the series. Next up with the Penguins and the Rangers. It is a tragic series, man. It's hard to watch because, personally, the Rangers have the best goalie in the NHL right now. Igor Shesterkin has had almost double the saves as the next guy in line in these playoff series, and yet they're down 3-2 because the rest of the team can't keep up. He just has no team to support him and his talents, and I feel bad because he's showing some elite gameplay, but he can only do so much. Moving on to Florida and Washington. Now, the Florida Panthers are my favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year. I think that they've just been the most consistent team in the league, and they're the most balanced team in the league. I just don't know of another team that can go back and back with them. Colorado could make a good case for it, but I personally just think that the Florida Panthers are better. I think that they have everything going on in the right places, and I think that this might be their year. At the minimum, they go to the Cup, but they are my favorites to win the Cup. The next series, the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars. I think this one goes to Game 7 just because I consider the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars very similar teams. I don't see a lot of details that differentiate them from each other. They both have uh, a couple of good players on both offense and defense, decent goaltending. So this one is really hard to judge. There are certain players on each team that I think make a really big impact on their team night night in and night out. And I think that that's the difference maker for these teams here. So not to mention, it makes sense that Calgary is up considering they, in my opinion, have the superior goalie, Jacob Markstrom. He's one of the top five in the league, in my opinion, this season. Uh, he had a great year. He was doing really well in Calgary. And having players like Johnny Gaudreau and such in front of him definitely helped out for sure. Overall, I would say that the NHL playoffs, and this goes for the NBA as well, but there's a lot of com competitiveness. There is no undisputed, oh my God, this is the best team in the world. Yeah, Colorado swept Nashville, but other than that, there's a good competition, good back and forth, good action. One thing I will admit that I'm not super happy with about the NHL playoffs, and it's part of the reason that I haven't been watching as many games as I have the NBA, but... The games aren't the same anymore. You don't really see any more 2 to 1, 3 to 1, 1 to 0 games. They're all 5 to 1, 6 to 2, 4 to 3. Like it's all really high scoring games. Personally, if I had to bet, if I had to do if I was sports betting, if sports betting was legal in Florida, I would be betting a lot of the spreads for, I'm sorry, the over-unders for total goals for a lot of these games are like 6 or 6 and a half. I'd be betting over almost every time because these games I mean, every single one is six or more goals, at least 90% of them, you know, you'd be making good money off of it because it's just, it's so hard to get a game under six goals lately. I don't know what happened lately. I don't know if they put something in the Gatorade on the bench or they changed the way the puck is or something, but 
it genuinely feels like it's a lot more higher scoring than it used to be. And I don't know how much I like that because watching it before, I feel like it was a lot more physical and the players were more feisty. And now I feel like it's all about which player has the best skills moves. I guess you could look at it in comparison to the NBA. You think about the way the NBA used to be. It was all about who was the bigger, stronger, smarter player. And now it's about whichever one is the flashiest and has the quickest hands and the fastest release on their shot. And I think that's finally starting to translate to the NHL. And I don't know how much I like it. And I can finally start to understand the old heads talking about the NBA saying that it's it'll never be the same and it's not the same. And, you know, obviously I know and I know about the NBA, but Watching it happen before your eyes is kind of a different feeling, different emotion. So, um, I don't know how much longer this is going to go on for, but I definitely miss the old style of hockey more. There was a lot more hits, a lot more fights, um, and it just feels like that this today's game is a lot higher scoring. And it's just, I don't know, it's a little harder to watch because... I liked it seeing the going back and forth, nobody scoring, because it builds up the suspense for the goals. Especially, I used to go to a lot of Red Wings games and so on and so forth, and the games that were 2-1 to one or 1-0 one to zero were the best games because you sit there the whole game, suspense building up, and as soon as they score, the place lights up like a... I mean, it was insane. The vibe was insane. And I feel like if, there's, if your home team is scoring six goals a game, you eventually get kind of used to it. And it's not as exciting, and there's not as much buildup and suspense. And it's just like, let's go. We scored again. It's 7-1. to one. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just not as exciting that way. So, I don't know how I feel. We'll see how it continues throughout the next handful of years to see if it changes at all. But I definitely would like to see it go back to the old way of things. I definitely prefer it that way. Last segment on today's podcast, I want to go over the MLB standings. I want to go over uh, like an update on the season, the record. It's not as interesting as other sports, so not really as necessary to talk about every single week. Looking at the uh, American East, I personally, despite being in third place in... The division, I think that the Toronto Blue Jays go on a run very similar to the Washington Nationals in 2018 and take the AL East. Despite the Yankees and, um, God, I can't remember the other team in the AL East right now. It's another really good team. And it's just, I can't, I don't know. Wow, that's embarrassing. Anyway. Moving on to the AL Central. I personally, as a fan of one of the teams in this division, think this is by far the worst division in baseball. Not one team over 20 wins. Every other division has a team over 20 wins. Tigers suck. They have the second worst record in baseball behind the Cincinnati Reds. Um, yeah, they suck. But overall, I think that the White Sox continue on their hot streak. In the last 10 games, they're 8-2. and two. I think that they keep up with that hot streak, and I think they end up taking the AL Central, but not that it would be much of a challenge. Moving on to the AL West, I think very similar to how it is now, I think the Angels and Astros kind of go back and forth. 
and fight really all year for that first position, maybe bounce in and out of first and second a couple times. But overall, I think the Angels take it. I just think that they're better equipped this year uh, with Mike Trout back and everything. So I think that the Angels put up a better case. In the NL East, National East, Mets, I think they take it. And I still think that they have the best bullpen in baseball, despite DeGrom being out. You put DeGrom in, my goodness. So that's just my opinion. The Mets, I think that's a big reason why they're succeeding lately. So there's that. Moving on to the National League Central. I think the Brewers kind of undisputed win this one here. The Cardinals are the second best team, and I just don't think they have enough to take the take the division. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Milwaukee Brewers here. They've been pretty consistently good and almost getting better the last couple seasons. So I'm definitely going to take them here. Looking at the National League West, this one is interesting because the Dodgers and the Padres have very similar records. Padres are only a game and a half behind with three more losses than the Dodgers. But despite that, I think they're similar to the Astros and Angels, kind of fight back and forth for the first place position. But I do believe that the Dodgers will take it. I just think that their experience in the playoffs lately is better equipped, if you will. So that's where I stand on that. Overall, you guys... Exciting stuff coming up here for both the NBA and the NHL. Playoffs are getting deeper and deeper. And the farther it goes, the more exciting it gets. I told y'all that it's going to be a real good year, that all the teams involved were going to be really good. And look at it, you know, every series is 3-2, 3-2, 3-2. Close series, good games, good sports. I love it. I can't get enough of it. We will see you guys next week for episode 26. I appreciate the love. Peace out. Uh, a little song we can ride into. Me and bro with a vibe or two. Uh, doing shit that I'm not into. To the beat that I'm not into. A little bit of guidance. Getting rough, but we never really fight in. And these words in my mind could have ride in. Had to learn that this ain't over. Okay. I like it. A little song we can ride into. Me and bro with a vibe or two. I fly like the Emirates. Try to be smooth when I'm talking my shit, but my flow is so ignorant. Niggas not getting it like my entendres. I can stack it and slow and then double it. Speed of this shit, I can triple it. Whatever I do to my masterpiece, better me, niggas is feeling it. I walked into school on my first day on campus. New from the jump, I can't have this. Went to the stool and start cooking some magic. I said I cannot be average. I wasted so much of my time in class and then I start playing that Madden. Imagine I started my grind three years ago. Who would it know what could happen? Surrounding myself with people who was negative and they played a distraction I cut them off out of my life so quick, been slowly rising by the fraction I'm growing my followers, gaining some traction, ambience walking Manhattan Masterpiece floating, I'm looking what happens, we can straight off of the canvas like A little something we can ride into, me and bro with a vibe or two Doing shit that I'm not into, to the beat that I'm not into A little bit of guidance, getting rough but we never really fight in And these words in my mind go to writing, had to learn that this ain't over Okay Something we can ride into, me and bro with a vibe or two. Huh. Doing shit that I'm not into, to the beat that I'm not into. A little bit of guidance, getting rough, but we never really fight it. And these words in my mind go to writing. Had to learn that this ain't overnight. I've been learning to keep all my thoughts in my mind. Music is keeping me frantic. I've been stuck in my room and locked in my motion.